welcome to Exploring the Blank Page, a podcast for readers and writers of young adult fiction. I'm host Emily Hendricks, writer of YA sci-fi and fantasy, and my co-host is Kristen Crum, author of the YA rom-com It Happened at Christmas. The Blank Page is where we all start, published or not, and we're excited to share stories that inspire your writing or influence your next book choice. Now let's get to the episode. You guys are absolutely going to love this episode with Ashley Bustamante. Um, I just started reading the first book in her color theory series, Vivid, and I have to share this first line because seriously, it is amazing. How do you keep a mentalist out of your head? That is how the book starts. Ooh, I love like it. seriously, how do you, how, how can you not keep reading after that first line. I love it. And she has some really great points that she draws out about being a writer. Um, you guys are going to want to stay in until the lightning round, because our last question, we tend to always ask what's something that like a piece of writing advice that comes to mind. And hers was just so good. Like I get chills actually thinking about it because it's such a good reminder for a writer at any stage. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're going to have to listen to it to, <laughs> to find out. So settle in and enjoy this episode with Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so glad you're here. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your wonderfully beautiful book, Vivid, and the sequel that is coming out very soon? All right. So um, I spent most of my life as an Arizona girl, and that's kind of how I identified for the most part, but we moved to the Midwest about a year and a half ago and getting used to that and the changes in the weather and uh, being in a place that sometimes feels like a foreign country (laughs) compared to, it's funny, like I never realized being within the U.S. that things can be so different based on where you are regionally. And Mm -hmm. so that's been interesting and kind of fun. Um, But the color series, color series theory. (laughs) (laughs) series. Um, The first book, Vivid, is out now. It is a YA fantasy, and it's got kind of some dystopian elements and color magic and some sweet romance in there, which we all love. And um, that's book one in the series. And book two is coming out May 9th. So, and that's the continuation of the story. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I was able to start reading Vivid um last night <laughs> we prepare like, here yeah. <laughs> I didn't give you much um, <laughs> and um I've gotten like I've read the first chapter I didn't want to stop but you know life but it's so good it is oh, so good you. the thing that fascinates me is your magic system is a little bit I think it's so unique because it deals with colors. So can you kind of break down and explain your magic system just a little bit to give us a taste of what we're going to get in the series? So the story takes place on a magical continent called Magus, and the magic system there is all powered by colors, like the colors themselves are what fuel the magic. So there's three main magic types, red, yellow, and blue. And for example, a red magic user could see an apple and they could pull all the color out of that apple and use that to fuel their magical abilities, which for red magic is magic of the body, like strength and healing and agility and things like that. Um, 
So basically, the more color you have to draw from, from the more powerful you can be. That's crazy. And I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like sitting here like, wow, that's so, so, okay. That's made me have this question here. Do you have like a massive spreadsheet that kind of <laughs> like details? <laughs> oh yeah. This, like this does this and this does this, or is it all just in your mind? Mostly in my mind. I did take down some notes cause I didn't want to, you know, forget everything, but I'm, <laughs> I'm really awful when it comes to doing like spreadsheets and things. That's something I'm actually trying to get better at because I think it would make my life easier <laughs> if I could be more organized. But mm -hmm. um, most of it just stays wow. in there. It's kind. It sounds like it's kind of like the, I think when I'm approaching, you know, a story or whatever, a lot of times since I write like in different genres and all over the place, people will ask like, well, do you ever get them confused? And you're just like, no, I just know the characters or I just know, I know the world. So it sounds like in the same way for you, you just know like, well, this magic does this thing. And, and yep. they're like, this color does this thing. And I love yep. that. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know, <laughs> but that's from yeah, someone dude. looking from the outside in type of thing to try to categorize yeah. it. Um, all right. So we get the magic side of things. So what about the story itself? Was there something that happened that inspired it for you or was it a, like a multitude of things? Like, how did you come up with the idea? So I always, I always feel cheesy saying this, but the idea initially came from a dream and it always feels like I'd be like, it came to me in a dream. <laughs> hey, we do. We love it. We love it. I'll, I'll all the best ideas do right I mean Me twilight happened <laughs> yeah and it was just like one specific scene um that's now in chapter five of the book and it was it was like I was watching it play out like a movie and then I woke up and I just couldn't stop thinking about it and finally I was like okay I'm gonna write it all down and then it will go away and <laughs> so I wrote it all down but it did not go away instead it just kept growing and <laughs> Um, I built the whole story from that because I was so invested in those characters and I'm like, I need to know the rest of their story. So I'm going to write it. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So how long from the time that you had your dream and you, you wrote down the scene, like how long from that moment until finished book that you were pitching out, how long did that take? Let's see. The first draft took about a month, but then I sat down and that was before I had kids. That wouldn't happen now, <laughs> um, but I sat down and worked hard on it. I would say I started pitching it way too soon. Um, probably about three months I started pitching and that was a mistake. And I think a lot of first time writers make that mistake where you're just so excited and you're like, I wrote a book. Everyone must read it. Um, but it was not ready. Um, I would say it probably took about three years before it was truly ready to start pitching. Okay. So yeah. now I've got to know, what did you do to make it ready? Like, and I know it kind of changes for every author. Um, but I know our listeners would probably love to hear like your kind of process through that. So a initially I was just doing a lot of self-editing and I could tell this just isn't working. So then I started, um, I think what made the biggest turnaround was starting to go to writing conferences and because you don't know how much you don't know until you start going to those classes because you, you know, you could have a basic understanding of the craft and you can construct a good sentence, but there's so much, mm -hmm. so much more to it. And um, 
and that helped me kind of get into the writing community more too. So I was able to make more writing friends and find beta readers and that makes such a huge difference mm -hmm. is getting other people to look at your work and point out those things that you don't always realize when you're just in your own head. Mm -hmm. Was that hard? Because I know for me, when I was first starting out, it was, it, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know what they're going to say. And I don't know if they're going to be right. <laughs> like, <Yes. you> know, <laughs> it's scary to put yourself and your work out there because there's always that fear that they're going to read it and be like, no, this is just, there's nothing redeemable here. <laughs> Did you always want to write fantasy or was there another genre that you wanted to write in? And when the story came to you, it was just like, well, this has to be fantasy. Has it always been fantasy or do you like to like branch out on, into different genres? I think I've always mostly been into sci-fi fantasy. Um, like when I think of my writing classes, I remember being a little bit upset when the creative writing class said no sci-fi or fantasy. <laughs> and I was oh. like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so that's always been my interest. That's always what I've liked to read. Um, but I started out doing children's books, picture books. Mm -hmm. um, I had yeah. one published in 2012 before Vivid. And for my work, I was making uh, picture books for a research curriculum. And so that's kind of where I started, but um, sci-fi fantasy has always kind of been my biggest loves. My heart pounds when you say sci-fi in a happy <laughs> beat. <laughs> it's really been kind of a, a theme for us this season. I mean, maybe it's just Emily's secret goal to like <laughs> slide it in there. Like, look, you guys are going to love sci-fi. Just give it a chance. But I mean, because I guess because your world is a little like dystopian, right? And so that's yeah. where that kind of like element comes in. And I think I think sometimes we don't have the, or maybe like a reader doesn't have the appropriate concept of sci-fi like I don't want to say definition right. but I think we tend to think like oh it's just all science and like you know the metrics and I had a I had a hard time even classifying this as fantasy because there's a lot of like magic meets technology mm. in the story too mm -hmm. oh I love it so I love it yes so fun so fun uh, so let's transition a little bit and we have touched a bit on, you know, kind of like how you got your manuscript ready, but here at the blank page, we love to approach every author and ask them, how do you sit down and face your blank page? Is there, well, and I'm assuming it maybe has changed a little bit since you first started. Um, but yeah, take us through your process. Are you a pantser, plotter, planter? <laughs> what does it look like for you? Yeah. Um, probably a planter. Um, and honestly, I'm so all over the place. Like there's some writers who are like, this is my process and have it all laid out. And for me, it really just kind of depends on the story and the circumstance. Um, like I said, with Vivid, it was, you know, started with that one scene and then I just kept building on it from there. Um, but then with Radiant, when you're going in, writing something intentional as a sequel, it was a little bit different. Um, where I actually sat down and thought, okay, where do I want this to go? And I had just sort of a general sense and a few key plot points that I put down where I'm like, I do want this stuff for sure to happen. And then the rest was just playing it by ear. Like I've, I've never been a person who can sit down and plot chapter by chapter and um, have these detailed outlines. I 
I can't <laughs> even, <laughs> even in school, if we had an assignment where we had to write an outline for a paper, I would just write the whole paper first <laughs> and then go back and write an outline <laughs> based on my paper. Nice. I did that. My brain just can't do it. <laughs> I did that. I, I could not stand it. It was, it was in college and she would take us like step by step. Like first we're going to write this and then we're going to write this. I was like, this is dumb. I'm just going to write the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. So along the lines of that, I, I forgot to ask, like, did you write before you wrote Vivid? Like, did you have other books that were going or how did that work for you? I, so sort of, I did creative writing classes and things. So I had a lot of short stories and things like that. And when I was 18, I wrote a novella length mystery mm. that, that is hideous. <laughs> Maybe I'll have those. It will probably never see the light of day. And I remember at the time, you know, you're 18 and you wrote this long thing and you're thinking you're super cool. And um, and I toyed vaguely with the idea of getting it published, but then was like, no, that's okay. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and going back and reading it, it's 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 funny now. <laughs> like it's Oh, that's crazy. But and then it was the first that I really felt serious about. I want to publish this. Okay. So when you pitched it, um, was it already a series in your mind? Cause I know there's a book three, which I don't know if is that, that's not a spoiler, is it? <laughs> I don't want to like it. Okay. No, it's, I know it's because already I, out there as a designs. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, did you know that it was going to be a, a trilogy then? So I, I wrote it so that it could be a standalone, but that was never really what I wanted with it. I always had ideas of how I wanted to go uh, with it and always wanted it to be a series, but everyone kept saying, you know, it's really hard to get a series signed and mm-hmm. you want to make sure it can be standalone and all that. Um, so I'm really glad that Enclave picked it up as a series because some of the other publishing houses I had submitted it to, it probably wouldn't have been and mm-hmm. I had just kind of accepted that I guess and figured well maybe someday I could you know self-publish the rest or whatever mm-hmm. I I just kind of resigned myself to it I guess and mm-hmm. which which I shouldn't have done <laughs> like because I think I would have had major regrets about that if it stayed one book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it all worked out for three me too <laughs> So we've talked about kind of how you dive into your projects and how you don't flat. Um, so what does a typical writing day look like for you? You mentioned you have kids. So I yeah. know that that, <laughs> that um, always adds another layer of new level of chaos. Of, <laughs> it really, it really does. It really does. I have three of my own, so I totally get it. So what does a typical writing day look like for you? So for the most part, I do my writing at night after the kids go to bed, because that's when I can focus more. Um, And so I'll sit down and when I'm working under deadlines, I found that setting a word count goal tends to be the best for me is um, to just get those words down. Um, Because now, like my schedule is so much more busy. If I don't sit down and have that intentional time and those intentional goals, it's just not going to happen. Um, 
But every now and then there'll be times where I get a really cool idea that pops into my mind during the day. And then I'm like, okay, I got to get somewhere where I can get this right written down or it's going to be gone, (laughs) (laughs) which I've had happen before where I'm like, dang it, I had it perfectly solved. And now it's just gone. (laughs) I I assumed I would remember when I sat down later, but. Oh, that's happened to me so much. So even if it's just scrolling it down on my phone real quick, rough notes of it, I try to, to do that if something really cool pops up. I love that. Um, I did, you mentioned it already, but I did want to ask a little bit about your illustration um, and your picture book. Like, I would love for you just to like, tell us a little bit about that. Cause I think being a creative, a lot of us, I think do a lot of different things, like whether we're I don't know. I'm just thinking about like Kristen, she just organizes a lot of stuff for people and does so well, so much more than I could tell even in this little short thing. And then I do, I do covers and design and stuff. And so, um, how does that play? Yeah. (laughs) How does that play into, um, like, did you start with illustration thinking like, this is what I want to do, or did it kind of come hand in hand with the writing? So I've kind of, I've always drawn and always written, like, even when I was really little, we found recently a box full of little books that I had drawn and written when I was little and most of them about my little ponies, I think, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and our family pets and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but with a lamb and a llama is the book that was published. I actually didn't have any intention of publishing that. I, wrote and illustrated it originally as a Mother's Day gift for my mom because she it was based on a true story and she was like I would love a children's book based on this and so I did it as a gift for her and then as it sort of started getting passed around people started encouraging me to try and submit it and so I was like all right I'll I'll go ahead and do that and give it a shot and Mm -hmm. and it did get picked picked up by a small house and which they're no longer in business <laughs> but mm. that's the way of many small houses but yeah do but you it was want fun. To, oh sorry do you want to do more do you think or you know stick with your wife I, I think for that now? would be fun eventually like right now I'm pretty obviously I'm focused on this series but um I have a few others that I have written and illustrated that I haven't done anything with yet so I might mm-hmm. try to push those more in the future Oh, that's cool. So one more question along the lines of this, because I I thought back to when we had worked on your first cover for Vivid, Mm -hmm. I should say first cover, first cover for your series, which was Vivid. And, um, and we, I had submitted like a couple of different options. We actually went through, I don't know what all you saw, because I work with your publisher. And so it's like, it's this whole thing. But um, you had a great suggestion about the colors. And that's really what made the color oh goodness the cover (laughs) as vibrant as it is now which was super helpful um so through that obviously you're an artist does that change the way that you write um because I'm just thinking of your book in general it's it's I was gonna say it's very vivid (laughs) (laughs) Um, well yes yes it is (laughs) I know like literally and but also visually I should say mentally, visually, if I can say that. Um, So how does that affect your writing or does it affect your writing? Do you think? I, it's a good question. I honestly don't know. Like it's not something that I'm consciously thinking about, but it's probably in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I've always been a super visual person. Like 
my husband always thinks it's weird. And I, I thought everyone's brain was like this, but he thinks it's weird that if there's something he's looking for, I can stop and I'll be like, okay, I saw it in this spot. It was like here. And it was cause I have mm-hmm. a picture in my brain of where I saw it last. And, um, so I think that plays a lot into it is just, I'm super visual with things like, even with, um, you know, working with you on the cover aspects, I always have to like do some kind of rough sketch or mock-up because I just can't, I have to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very similar to that way as well. I, even with writing, when I'm yeah. in a scene, if I can't see what's happening, yeah. I can't write it because right. then it's just like me, like, and then she turned around. It's like, <laughs> I have to I stop what she and saw. kind of yeah. play it through my head before yeah. I can write I love that. Out. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. cool. It's amazing. I, I love that. I love that you shared that with us. And I really think that it does come through in your writing. Even the one chapter that I have read, I can't wait to get back into it. Like the scenes are just so great. Um, Thank you. Are so they vivid? vivid. <laughs> They're so vivid. <laughs> and I love, I mean, I love, I just, I love it. But before we jump into our lightning round our lightning question round, lightning round questions. <laughs> anyway, before we jump into that, um, we know that book two is coming, book three is coming, but what is next on your writing horizon? I, so after the series, I actually have another young adult fantasy that I've been working on. Um, oh, so fun. And so I think I'm going to dive deeper into that because I've got, I've got about 30,000 words written of that one. And kind of put it on, on pause obviously for now but um lots of cool ideas for that and I'm excited to jump into that and Ooh, love it and see where it goes Fun. awesome yeah. I was like having something on the back burner right yeah <laughs> gotta have it going <laughs> yep all right the lightning round we really need like a sound effect or something no, not <laughs> not really <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um so let's start us off by telling us a few books that you're reading right now or one if you're a, yeah. a single book reader <laughs> yeah I'm definitely one at a time because I will get confused um <laughs> but I was really lucky to get a art copy of I'm trying to remember if it's The Mermaid's Tale or A Mermaid's Tale I think it's The The okay the. Mm-hmm. um by Ellie Richmond and and that is I'm loving it it's so good and um she puts a really I think unique spin on a mermaid story and just the world she's created. Uh, I'm excited been, for that one. really good. Yeah. I, I like did that. the cover reveal graphics and I was like, Ooh, this is going to be <laughs> I know, fun. I've been excited to see it. I think, when is that? That's coming it's up. It's coming up. Probably. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I've seen it. So I think it releases in October. Uh, I did I yeah. put it? Yeah. I think it was October. Yeah. So I'm trying to think back up. of what I typed in there. coming right up and I'm excited to see it. It's, it's gorgeous. Fun. It's gorgeous. I'm excited. So once that comes out, highly recommend it. Adding that to my TBS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you lived in the world of the color theory series, that is hard to say the color theory series, <laughs> um, what magic type would you be and why? So I had to, I had a hard time deciding this one because <laughs> I feel like I would love to be able to heal. Like that would be amazing. But then I feel like blue magic would be so useful <laughs> because mm-hmm. so blue magic is like 
the ability to manipulate objects like my husband calls it telekinesis on steroids because <laughs> <laughs> they can you know float objects through the air and things like that but also change like the shape and size and color of objects and and it's so creative and I feel like I would love to have that kind of ability mm -hmm. Ooh, I love it um what is your favorite trope probably enemies to lovers <laughs> which mm -hmm which there's some of that in Vivid as well. <laughs> Perfect. I, I saw some of your um, TikToks and your reels that you created with um, Vivid and some of the scenes mm -hmm. and he's a 10 button, she's a 10 but I loved it. I <laughs> loved it. It was so fun. Oh, so cool. Uh, so if you aren't reading or writing, what are you doing? Do you have a favorite hobby? Well, I've started doing more drawing recently. Like I, I used to draw a lot and haven't had as much time, but I started getting into that again. And it's so relaxing. Like I need to start doing that more. Wow. Um, and then of course, chasing around the three kiddos. <laughs> yeah, that's a full-time job. Well, aside from magic, what is your favorite color? Purple. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Love purple. Got that on that first book. What kind of? Yes. I love it. Well, it's a little more fuchsia in the second book, but yeah. Um, what is your favorite thing to bake? Now, this question is based off of your Instagram where I've seen a few things that you have baked. And I was like, ooh, yeah. I think she's a baker. So I've got to know. Um, just chocolate chip cookies are my go-to. Like, mm. oh, mm -hmm. I now want some. There's cookies. nothing better, I think, than just like a warm, fresh, gooey chocolate chip cookie. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, and lastly, what is one piece of writing advice that always comes to mind? Biggest one I think is don't compare. Don't mm -hmm. get stuck in that comparison game mm -hmm. because it can it can drag you down <laughs> so quickly. Um, and it's just needing to recognize that only you can tell the story like you can. And there's always going to be different ways you know, there's always going to be someone who's written more books than you, who got published faster than you, who has more sales than you. There's always going to be that, but, and you just, you just don't want to go there. It's <laughs> wise. Uh, before we wrap up our interview, can you let us know where people can find you online and where they can purchase your books? Okay. So I have my website, which is just ashleybustamante.com. And that has links to all my socials on there too. I'm also, um, probably most active on Instagram, which is just author Ashley Bustamante. And books can be bought on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, Christian book, pretty much all, all the main online booksellers. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks so much for well, joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Exploring the Blank Page. You can support this podcast by clicking the support button at anchor.fm slash exploring the blank page or by subscribing on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Instagram at exploring the blank page podcast and individually at Kristen Crumb and at create explore read. Until next time, stay safe and get creative exploring the possibility of your blank page.